This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Intermation Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this Monday, the 1st of July. July already. The year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, there was a horrendous wreck on the highway on my way yeah. up, so I was delayed mightily, which oh. is especially inconvenient as uh, Jack Boy appears to be uh, ill. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whatever terrible disease he brought into the studio repeatedly last week has gotten even worse um anyway uh uh, so he's not here but that's uh, highly unfortunate so just very quickly is the guy from the apprentice still president marshall yes uh, yes he is indeed sir Uh, positive sean uh does china still appear to be communist as far as i can tell yes okay excellent are they still permitting political violence in portland if you're on the left is that still lawful yeah 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 okay good flared up good to hear that excellent Okay. All right. Throwing cement on people. Still got the designated hitter in the American League? <laughs> For now. Crap. <laughs> Garbage. It's not baseball. All right. At least I'm up to speed. Uh, let's see. This morning we're under the tutelage of our general manager smashing in people's heads because you disagree with them. Uh, unpleasant, I realize, but it is Monday. <laughs> yep. uh, so let's begin the show. By uh, briefly saying hello to everyone on the squad. Can't tell the players without a scorecard. Uh, there he is in the control room, pushing all the buttons, the toggles, the levers, etc. That's Michelangelo. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. Over the weekend, I uh, went shopping, and um, I got the... Unfortunately, I went in a line. There's one person. I thought, oh, this is great. You know, it's going to be really short and stuff. But the clerk there had a story for each item that the person had in front of you know the person in front of me had a bunch of items yeah, and yeah. they would grab the item and they would say oh I love these blah 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 oh, they'd pick boy. up the next thing they'd talk about that so they had to tell the history and you know it wasn't just ringing up the items it oh, was boy. I've got to talk about each individual thing that you're buying is it like that Marie Kondo thing where you're supposed to pick up a, a, an object and decide if it brings you joy and right. if it doesn't get rid of it I, I I don't know but I wanted to reach over and just start scanning the items and say, you know, it's okay, yeah. I'm taking over, I'm going to grab these items, scan them right now, and just get you out of here. Boy, I swear, it's it's almost a person like that is almost like a different breed of dog. They're just a different species. How can you be so unaware of the, the feelings and desires of the people in line? Have you never been in line? Or are you just so overwhelmed by the love of chatting with people, yeah. never even occurs to you that other people aren't like that? No, the other line, they had uh, three or four people already go through as I'm still standing there because she's talking to me oh, boy. each individual item. Oh, boy. Uh, positive Sean, his smile lights up the room. He's a producer, don't you know? Hello, Sean. Uh, hi, Joe. I have uh, achieved a new stage in life, and that is the stage of I'm now taking a daily multivitamin. Um, oh, good I, man. I, I purchased it, and I realized, all right, maybe maybe I should start doing Per, perhaps my various frosted shredded wheats don't contain all of mm. the necessary uh, elements and minerals that, that a, a thriving body needs. Yeah, I'm not going to criticize a grown man, but there were days it seemed like your zinc was running a little low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, now that I'm taking it, I can feel it. Right. Um, uh, but I did realize that uh, I, I, I don't know if it was subconsciously or if there was weird serendipitous forces at work. I did happen to pick up the, the gummy 
daily vitamin. Oh, so boy. I'm not quite oh, fully an God. adult, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. You know I just grabbed the one that was on the little, the little Savy Club card. I was like, all right, this one's two bucks it's less. It's a, a nice middle ground. Let me, let me grab You're on the way. Yeah, I'm dipping my Baby toes step. into the hot tub of health. I have exciting news for you, Sean, by the way. There is a major Theranos story in the news today. Oh, yes. And, and if you can get Elizabeth Holmes on the phone... I think uh, we will be talking to her later on. There, there I try not to call her early in the morning because her morning voice will set off Richter scales. Yeah, well, there was uh, there will be some fingers pricked, so stay with us. Uh, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Good morning, Marshall. How are you, sir? Boy, I am great. I had one of the best weekends I've had in quite a while. My good friend Jim DeVille wrapped up his ukulele workshops in the area, and then it was time to crank up the music, the food, and the fun wound up at a country club Saturday night serenading a charming waitress down by the seaside, Marianne. And we partied in the wee hours, and the good times rolled on into Sunday. I thought he was ill when he showed up. He's, he's rallied? Oh, he was ill at the beginning of this okay. day. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, rallied mightily. You nursed him back to health? Oh, yeah. I see you with a wet washcloth dabbing at his forehead you know, and couple, applying salves and oils. A couple days passed out, you know, in a bed. Yeah, fine, you know? Good man. Did, did he have a gig at this bar? Does he just travel with his uh, instrument like some sort of like a traveling minstrel just performing no, no, whenever no, no, the need this arises was acapella he and i acapella oh, oh nice yeah at, uh, uh, right outside right by the golf course you know it was great <laughs> i mean it was madcap fun singing a hit song from the 90s the no, 1890s the 40s. no no 1942 yeah, i was getting to a punchline yeah, i know i'm sorry all right let's begin the show now officially according to fcc rules and regs here we go <laughs> at mark if female dilemma comes and it should be more attractive if female dilemma Oh, God. <laughs> dead people, I think, prefer not see a dead face. Well, we'll need a, a, a tad bit of explaining there. What was that? That was the Dalai Lama explaining that uh, if he were to be succeeded by a female Dalai Lama, that that person should be attractive, because if she were not attractive, people would not want to look at the Dalai Lama's face. And that would be bad because, you know, with all the, the messages of love and inclusiveness and stuff like that, no one, no one would listen. Right. Because they would be too turned off by her less than pretty face. Wow. Wow. So the Dalai Lama calling for a hot llama successor. Yeah. And the interviewer actually brought up, hey, that sounds uh, modern times, Me Too era, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, a lot of women would say that's objectifying women. And it's about who you are inside, isn't it? Yes, I think both. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, llama. Long hitter. The uh, the wife once gave me a hot llama. I enjoyed it, but and we never did it again. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At what? Wait, oh, that was oh, that. That was that. I'm yeah, sorry. We had right and now. Now you do that, Michael. Just you know what? Just do it. There's a big wreck on the highway. I'm running late. I'm a little stressed. Marshall, what are your other headlines? All right, Trump, Kim, handshakes at the DMZ. We've got startling news out of Iran, and we have a swimming pool FP alert. It's an offshoot of an FM alert. Fecal matter? Fecal... Protocol? People? You'll find out. Fecal people? Fecal people. (laughs) Hey, they have rights, too. (laughs) Or whatever that is. All right. (laughs) Uh, we have some weekly shower thoughts to yeah. share with you. Start the week on a contemplative note. Uh, in moments, uh, stick around. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to July. So, uh, Sean, just a quick question for you. The sound we have of Julian Castro. Yes. You think it will tend to hurt or help his candidacy overall? Uh, like many political things, I don't think it'll change any minds. I think the okay. people who are like, but it's okay. he doesn't answer it, really. Well, well uh, that's all I care yeah, about is yeah. the bottom line, Sean, because as you know, I've begun to wager heavily on uh, oh, politics. Oh, oh, right. You remember I got into that last week. Yeah, and so um, we will be uh, perverting the show to 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 serve my financial needs. Just so you know, folks, I, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. If clips help the people I'm invested in, we'll play them. So from a purely uh, uh, looking at your your political portfolio perspective, this will do nothing but raise his profile. It was a big stage he got oh, asked about. Okay. People are going to be aware of it. People good, are going to be saying, good. hey, did you hear about yeah. the... Listen, I've spent a career trying, as someone who truly loves this country and the principles on which it is built, um, to, to, to help somehow in our tiny way here, to ha- to help, to do good, to strengthen the country, to... Help people think about what makes it wonderful to, to cherish liberty, to, to fight op- oppression and, and, and corruption, the rest of it. I've spent a career doing that. Well, I'm tired of it. I'm tired <laughs> of it. I don't feel like it's doing any good. I feel like the world's getting worse. So now I'm serving me. And I got some bucks on Julian Castro. Not to win, but just to like raise his profile. Then boom, I dump his stock and I, I profit. Okay? I'm just, I'm just being honest. Mailbag. About a couple of weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Boy, this one's true. Uh, and especially relevant this week with the uh, 4th of July coming up. I hope you've got it off and or are making time and a half or something. The night before a day off is more satisfying than the actual day off. I'm telling you, yeah. It's all about Friday in this business. Oh, I love Friday. Once we walk out of this place, ooh, don't have to do a show for two days. I feel like this is a good time to remind people of my my plan. I think we need to go to the permanent three-day weekend. In our current system, we either worked it. yesterday or we're working tomorrow. Right. There's never there's never a day where we're fully removed from the, the, the grind. Right, that pure decompressed day. Uh, let's see. If they invented a pill to cure drug addiction... A drug addict would wonder what taking two of them would do. (laughs) That's so true. I've known people like that. Oh, man, we have such great stuff on the West Coast. Bomb explosion and the junkies and all coming up later on. Um, As as we just try to describe it honestly and get away from some of the flaming political rhetoric that's infecting and, and distorting the discussion. Of the bum explosion. And we've been calling it the West Coast bum explosion for quite some time, but, you know, we have beloved listeners in, in, throughout, you know, America from the East Coast to the West, and they're letting us know, oh, no, 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 no. It had gotten way better for a long time. Now it's worse again. Um, uh, in New York, I've heard that, uh, Chicagoland. So moving along. Soon parents will be hiding their social media accounts from their kids rather than the kids hiding their accounts from the parents. Yeah, that's probably true. If you're 18, 19-year-old now, you're going to have kids before too long, and all that stuff that you posted, it's somewhere. Because kids make friends with random kids while on vacation, 
Somewhere there's probably a picture of seven-year-old you in the family album of somebody you've completely forgotten. That's true. I have pictures of my kids, various beaches throughout the world or what have you, playing with random little kids that they bonded with and dug a deep hole like in the beach right. and whatever. Um, it was Look at this ditch, Dad. <laughs> I remember we were uh, we were out in Hawaii visiting my, my brother when he was uh, there in the Navy and, uh, and uh, my daughter, I guess it was Kate, our oldest, really bonded with these two little Japanese girls who did not speak a lick of English. And Kate spoke about as much Japanese as you imagine. None. But they played quite happily together for about half an hour, 45 minutes. It was cute. Isn't that a lesson for all of us? Doesn't that speak to the way the world could be? If a, No, no, it really doesn't. It's just about little kids. <laughs> uh, moving along. There's got to be someone who owns a house right on the time zone line. And as they walk back and forth in their house, their smartphone switches times. Back and forth, over and over again. There's got to be. I mean, you could probably figure that out on like Zillow, uh, Zillow, or, or, or I guess Google Earth or whatever. Figure out exactly where the time zone is. There's probably a dude with a house that's cut in half by the time zone. Are there line. cities that are split by time zones? Yes, yes, there are. I I can't name one off the the, the top of the. That back. seems like a nightmare. Where was I? Oh well, yeah. Okay, no, this was uh, semi irrelevant. Um, I always figured it was more. It wasn't like a straight line, like the. It, it was just kind of based on cities and borders and stuff like that, as opposed to a, a straight line directly through a city. Yeah, there was a place uh, my family used to hang out right on the Indiana Illinois border, right on Lake Michigan, and uh, there at the camp, like by the beach, um, it was uh, Central Time. But if you went into town, which was literally a 10, 12 minute walk, uh, you were, you know, <laughs> 10 minute in the walk? Eastern time zone. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to figure that out because you'd show up, you know, we were kids at the time. You show up for an ice cream cone, the place just closed. So you, you picked up on that pretty quickly. If you walked back and forth, would you feel like jet lagged? Because of the- <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michael, of course. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. We actually have two today. I couldn't choose my favorite, so I just grabbed two. Uh, From George Bernard Shaw, liberty means responsibility. That is why most men dread it. That was back in the day when you'd say men, because the women's opinions didn't matter. Um, But uh, people. Liberty means responsibility. That is why most people dread it. Think about it. And uh, finally, this is a a joke, a, a riddle. Uh, Joe from Dayton. This is one of my favorites. If there are any uh, Venezuelans listening, uh, you'll enjoy this joke. What did socialists use before candles? The answer? What did socialists use before candles? Electricity. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'll tell you, it's a regression thing going there. Mm, yeah. Nailed it. There you got it. Picked right up on that. Good job. Here's uh, Jeff in Bend, beautiful Bend, Oregon, where my son lives. Love Bend. So Bernie has come out with his plan to eliminate student debt, wants to make college free, too. How about he develops a plan to eliminate the federal debt, make government free? Also, Jeff, who has a lot of things on his mind, how many Democratic candidates are younger than Joe Biden's son? How old is, uh, is it, who's the crooked Biden? I think he's 50. Bo, is that Bo, or was it Bo who passed away? I don't want to be disrespectful. Bo passed away. Bo passed away. It's Hunter. Hunter Biden who's still around. Um, how old is he? 
Because the mayor, Pete, obviously, he's younger than everybody. Um, I'd be curious to know that. How old's Kamala Harris? I don't know this. She was. She seems to be about fifty, right? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. It's, it puts the trivia back in trivial. Uh, moving along, here's uh, Mike in Raleigh. It's another place I absolutely love, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it's been a pleasure living all over the country as Jack and I have been run out of city after city. <laughs> <laughs> Mike writes, uh, oh, "What? Twenty seconds? Yeah, that's correct. We don't." Have, we don't have time for Mike's uh, witticisms. Can we do them after? Right before Marshall's news? Yes, we can. By God, I'm in charge. I'm saying we can. So Marshall has his headlines. Uh, hey, exciting news. Political violence is now legal in Portland, Oregon. Stay with us. the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fact-checking politicians is always a problematic exercise yeah. because, you know, between the outright... Well, uh, putting aside outright fibs, you've got all sorts of spin and, and exaggerations and that sort of right. thing, but uh, taking a look at some of the things Kamala Harris, who quote-unquote won the debate the other night, um, some of the things she said are just utterly 180 degrees uh, from the truth, but... Uh, well, that's, that's part of the gig, but we'll get to that eventually. Uh, Marsha Phillips. Oh, that's right. I promised you I'd have the words of uh, Mike and Raleigh before the news. All right. Um, and, and this resonated with me because I had a chance to interact with a bunch of people who I did not previously know over the weekend. It, it's not terribly interesting. I'll tell you why later. But um, there was widespread agreement on this point, and Mike makes it here. Uh, the liberal media has not convinced the U.S. population to move left. Well, I I disagree, Mike. I think to some extent they have. But it has convinced the Democratic politicians that we have. Boy, are they been in for a big surprise when Donald J. Trump walks away with a big electoral win, small gains in the Senate, takes back the House, and RGB croaks. Wow, wait a minute. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Uh, You often ask rhetorically uh, when the pendulum will swing back. 2020 is the answer. Well, that may be true. I will tell you this, though. Yep. The belief that the outer 5% on the left represents the mainstream of the Democratic Party is... Uh, I can understand and excuse people for believing that. Because that part of the party is so loud and so well represented by the media. But, you know, I know plenty of Democrats and moderates and, and what have you. And they think the... The Antifa crowd, for instance, that we're about to talk about, are lunatics, are angry, dangerous lunatics. They think a lot of your uh, your your hardcore protesters and your college campus professors, they think they're nuts, too. But the media will have you believe that that's where the country is, and it's just absolutely not. And, and you see on the debate stage, there seems to be a level of belief in the Democratic Party yeah. that you want to be way out there. But we'll see how it unfolds. Marshall Phillips has the rest of our news. All right. First off, we got President Trump returning to the White House uh, after a four-day visit to Asia, highlighted by a history-making, if brief, side trip to North Korea. Trump meeting with the North Korean leader Kim at the heavily fortified, demilitarized zone that separates North and South Korea. Met there on Sunday. Became the first U.S. president to go into North Korea as he crossed a few steps over after the two shook hands at the dividing line. 
Man lege dir zu hängen und ich. I've never expected to meet you at this place. That's good. That's my honor. Would you like me to set the course? Ich habe jetzt auch am Baltau von Simon. Sasang Chumro, Uri Tangul Balbusun, you detained him. If you are excellent, step forward. You will be the first US president to cross the border. I'd be very proud to do that. Okay, let's do it. Come on. There he goes. Hey, do you mind if I uh, come in for a minute? Right, exactly. <laughs> the president said to North Korea. I thought that was an interesting kind of uh, a view into how uh, Kim understands Trump. I think saying you will be the first president oh, yeah. to cross yeah. over here, I oh, think yeah. that was a very good awareness of who he's talking to. Sure, flattery. Yeah. Uh, trying to honor him. Although, you know, that's a big thing in Asia, too. Uh, I, I, hey, we don't call him your excellency over here, Mr. Translator. It's Mr. President. You just get the job for a little while. All right. Uh, yeah, so, listen. I tell you what, we'll talk about North Korea in a little bit. I don't want to take up all your time, Marshall. It, it was a, a harmless moment. It was It was, It was. was nice. Uh, where it goes from here, anybody can guess, but um, I don't think it had any great significance. Iran confirming it has indeed breached its enriched uranium stockpile limit. That will violate the 2015 deal it worked out with the U.S. and other major powers. That news just coming down this morning. It's a gesture, Marshall. It's a bargaining chip. I was listening to our good friend Ian Bremmer talking yes. uh, earlier on, and his opinion is that uh, certainly, well, in the next year, year and a half, there will be direct talks between the United States and Iran. Uh, Iran's yeah. leadership is upping their domestic credibility right now by upping their uh, enrichment. Right, right. And, and by the by, um, 5% enrichment of uranium gets you electricity. Mm-hmm. Takes about 20% to produce uh, useful medical technology. Right. And you got to get up into the 90, 95% to weaponize it. So they're going a little past electricity Uh and moving toward medical device. That way their people think, all right, yeah, we're sticking our chest out. Yeah, we're no pushover. Yeah, you see that, U.S.? Huh? Which means then they can come to the table, uh, again, the the mullahs and, and the uh, Revolutionary Guard with a little domestic credibility. So I'm thinking that's what they're doing here. I, I... I'm somewhat optimistic that there will be progress made. Uh, we, it could be rocky between now and then, though. Meanwhile, we got competing demonstrations battling in the streets of downtown Portland on Saturday with fights breaking out all over the place. All streets and avenues are open to vehicular traffic. You are not allowed to block or impede traffic. You must vacate the roadway and proceed to the sidewalk. If you enter or remain in the roadway, you may be subject to arrest for disorderly at least three groups planned rallies or demonstrations at different sites in the city, including members of the Proud Boys and Antifa. The fights happened when the participants of the opposing groups met on the streets and just went at it. The Portland police said three people were arrested on assault and harassment charges, and the medics had to treat at least eight people, including three police officers. At the scene, three other people were taken to hospitals after they were attacked. We'll be talking more about that in a little bit. The one thing that I object to and always will and will go to my grave objecting to is, for instance, the moronic USA Today in their article about the fracas yeah. refers to the Proud Boys as a right-wing group and refers to Antifa as anti-fascists. I actually tweeted at the USA Today once, and I will do it again today, perhaps during the commercials. If you are calling Antifa anti-fascist, you need to 
call the Ku Klux Klan a civil rights organization because that's what they claim to be. Antifa is no more anti-fascist than I'm a duck. Antifa are fascists. Just because they're on the same side as the numbskulls at the USA Today, they take their word for it and describe themselves or describe them as anti-fascists. It's utterly dishonest, USA Today. I'd say you're better than that, but you're not. Health officials are warning about a rise in infections from a fecal parasite that can thrive in swimming pools. Oh boy! The CDC. A poo bug. The CDC is saying that cryptosporidium, or more simply crypto, can cause severe diarrhea that will last for weeks. It says the crypto... Weeks? Yes. And take the fun out of life. Says crypto infections spiked during the summer months because people swallow contaminated swimming pool water. And unfortunately, it turns out the parasite has developed higher and higher tolerances for chlorine. And can now oh, live boy. in a chlorinated pool for up to a week. Oh, hey, boy. Hey, kids, don't drink pool water. Well, yeah, keep your mouth shut and, and everybody, make sure you're good and clean before you get in the old community pool there. Yeah. I, uh, I'm privileged enough to have a pool in my backyard that remains fecus-free. <laughs> good. As far as you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to the Brooklyn Nets. The move announced yesterday. And the uh, uh, moves announced yesterday at the start of the NBA free agency. So they are on the move. That's Look at Your News. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Now, big, biggest NBA free agency news was that there are there are twin giants in the NBA, the Lopez twins. They uh, they played together on Stanford. Okay. Uh, one of them, uh, Robin Lopez, or Brooke, I don't know. They're twins. I get them confused. One of them already played for Milwaukee. His twin brother signed with Milwaukee. There are now two twins playing on the same NBA team, and I am desperate for one of them to get ejected, them go into the locker room, yes. swap jerseys yes. or whatever, you know, tussle their hair so it's kind of confusing which one's which, exactly. and then just bring out the same guy again. <laughs> right. We've never had this possibility in the NBA before, uh, and I'm thrilled. You called them giants, uh, Sean. I won't have that term thrown around. How large are these fellows? With seven feet. And that's, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. strong. Yeah, that is strong. You know, the one thing I wonder about the Kevin Durant deal, yeah. everybody's still saying uh, he shouldn't have come back because his calf injury turned into an Achilles injury. <laughs> and I what is going on there? Why the fiction? Dude strained his Achilles. And uh, I understood why they were lying about it to begin with. I guess you just have to, you can't admit that you were lying all along calling it a calf injury. Because uh, now, okay, because you'd probably have violated some sort of legal right. rule or something. Yeah. Yeah, dude messed up his Achilles. Now it's really, really messed up. Oh, I heard over the weekend uh, a buddy of mine was looking at the stats. Uh, or was it you Friday after the show talking about how 75% of people who've had that injury right. play oh, yeah. two years or less? Yeah, yeah so the, the, the track record for coming back from Achilles injuries are not good. But a large portion of that sample size are are from players back in the day. Like, okay. It's, All right. Yeah. Fair enough. There has never yeah. been a better time to come back from an Achilles injury than right now. But it's still awful. It's still the it's yeah. on the short list of the worst things that a basketball yeah. player can have. Yeah. Okay. Next to like a beheading. That's that's number one. Right. Decapitation. Right. Yes. The decapitation is yeah. uh, well. The numbers are uh, isn't a big you know data pool there, but. <laughs> So, anyway, the violence in Portland, absolutely yep. disgusting, inexcusable. The mayor of Portland, 
Mayor Wheeler, soft on political violence as long as it serves his side. It is a disgusting spectacle and needs to be stopped. More on that to come. Armstrong and Getty. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. In the eyes of the law, yes. But in the eyes of good and evil, here's the argument. They are strictly principled anti-fascists. And what they see in the Trump administration and what they see happening in this country, they see, they see the neo-fascism that we see. And they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. I think that a lot of people recognize that when pushed, self-defense <clears throat> is a legitimate response to white supremacy and neo-Nazi violence. The problem is to equate the violence in reaction against bigotry with the bigotry itself is to misunderstand the fact that when you go to cancer treatment, the radiation is tough treatment, but it is meant to remove the cancer. They wouldn't have been anywhere near there had it not been for the fact that white supremacists Neo-Nazis were out scaring the living daylights out of most of the people in that town. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically, and and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that is the, uh, the media of America, including Chris Cuomo on CNN, uh, the folks on MSNBC, Don Lemon was in there, the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, and other activist groups saying... Political violence is okay on our side. We're going to be talking about some of the violence over the weekend in Portland, in which the Antifa thugs uh, beat journalists into the hospital, uh, you know, hurt onlookers. Uh, those those of uh, you who've observed their actions in Berkeley, California, Sacramento, California, Portland, Seattle, you're familiar with these people. But you heard the the media, the American media, excusing political violence from the left. And they say it's okay because this anti-fascist group, and that's a joke, they are, Antifa is truly the fascists. They have absolutely worked Hitler's book from the 1930s, How to Stifle Dissent. Um, they just changed the brown shirts to black. Um the idea that they're anti-fascist is absolutely a joke. But so the uh, the activists and the media types are excusing political violence on their side with the argument that, well, it's just against white supremacists or supremists, as they put it so charmingly, or or, uh, or racists or uh, neo-Nazis, that sort of thing. Uh, here's the issue. These people call everybody Nazis. Everybody who's to the right of, of Jimmy Carter is a Nazi in their book. Everybody's a white supremacist. You ever spent any time on a college campus lately? You ever heard these progressive uh, professors, evergreen state types, if you follow that story? Everybody's a Nazi in their book. So the Don Lemons, the Chris Cuomo's, the CNN's, MSNBC's, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is utterly corrupt, utterly corrupt, and everybody should know it. 
if they're excusing political violence against white supremacists and Nazis, they're excusing violence against you. Trust me on this. It's got so completely out of hand. And the cowardly, cowardly Ted Wheeler, the, the, the hapless, limp-wristed mayor of Portland, who has come under fire over and over again because he's terrified of Antifa. He knows that that sort of extreme, violent left has taken control of his city and now has either enough popular support or popular fear that he dare not stand up to them, is reaping what he's sown. And so you got these right-wingers who arose, and trust me, I've talked to these people. I don't agree with a lot of what they do and a lot of what they say, but they said, listen, we didn't exist until Antifa started beating people down. And we figured, well, we like a fight. We'll go do it. We'll go get it on with these people. And so now you've got Antifa with this charming, and they think they're so effing cute. They call it milkshaking. We milkshake people. Well, they take milkshake cups and they fill them with quick-drying cement, then they smash people in the head with them. It's not milkshaking. It's beating them down. It's like when that one lunatic was beating innocent girls over the head with bike locks in Berkeley, California. And Berkeley just kind of, well, we, you know, we're the police. We told the police to stand down. We don't want to hurt anybody. And Andy No, who's a journalist for Quillette, Absolutely terrific journalist. He's a gay Asian conservative who's tried to document the the horrors of Antifa. They beat him into the hospital with bleeding on his brain. Sean, did you have a quick comment? So the the quick drying cement milkshaking thing. So they aren't filling cups with and letting it harden. They are pouring quick drying cement in onto people. So if you don't clean it up quickly enough it dries to your skin they hit andy no on the head with this stuff and put him in the hospital okay so that yeah yeah so that they're doing that as well then yes I guess. yes yeah. um so uh let's see so he was beaten uh, fists weapons smashed in the head as discussed uh they have made a couple of arrests as i understand it which is absolutely shocking i'm thrilled to hear that imagine that uh, Portland has found its its conscience apparently, um, and uh, arrested some people. It's I had the names. I can't find them now. I was going to go ahead and put those in the news where they deserve to be. Um, see if I can negotiate get back to that. Um, but it's it's absolutely terrible. And the thing Jack and I said at the beginning of the Antifa thing, because you know, being based on the West Coast, we we witnessed the early days of this where. For instance, the Berkeley City Council told the police, well, they're anti-fascist. They're, they're the good guys. Uh, well, just stand down. Let them do their thing. Let them beat little girls with bike locks and, and let them uh, smash up the UC Berkeley campus so that no conservative can ever speak. We, we kind of agree with them, so let's let that happen. Jack and I said over and over again, if you allow that level of political violence from the left just because you agree with them, it's going to explode. It's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and then you won't be able to control it. And that's the point that they're at in Portland now. It's just it's absolutely terrible. Those arrested were identified as gauged Halupowski. Gage Holopowski, 23, charged with multiple counts of assault, including on a cop. James K. Stocks, 21 years old, charged with harassment. And Maria C. DeHart, 23, charged with disorderly conduct and harassment. Uh, These are people who are so self-righteous. They're so whipped up with extremist fervor that they think because 
Anybody who disagrees with them is a bad person that they get to hurt those people. And that is probably the most dangerous trend in American politics today. And it's particularly virulent on the left is you're not a person with bad ideas or ideas that won't work. You're a bad person. You're a bad human being to the extent that I recognize your humanity at all. And so I get to hurt you. And I tell you what, I don't care if you're left or center or right. You have to reject that sort of thinking because it ends up like uh, like Rwanda, like the Balkans, like the slaughterings in, in Myanmar lately, in Malaysia and the rest of it. I'm telling you. But they're, they're okay with it. They're mostly okay with it in Portland. Let's see if they wake up. I'm um, sorry to start your day on an ugly note, but I'm telling you. If we let our politics become like this, we're all going to suffer for it. Violence is violence. Armstrong and Getty.